Yeah, it sounds like you're in pain. I am. So. <laughs> That's how we get warmed up for every episode of 20 Good Minutes. I'm Zeeland. The other voice is Ben Carr. And we have plenty to talk about today. We are going to talk about very important questions uh, towards international policy and law, like what is a crab stick? I am really looking forward to the answer to that. And we're going to talk about how Football Manager on Twitch, which of course we are heavily involved in, uh, it, how it's changed over, well, since we got heavily involved in it. But first, and really the cause of, well, not the crab sticks, but the, the Twitch football manager transformation is this this tournament that's kind of kind of a big deal i don't want to inflate your ego too much and it's the the fm streamer showdown which just happened and jog my memory here i made the final and you didn't does that sound right no i just beat you in the league and you still haven't beat me this year so it's fine though it's, it's not a problem uh no welcome everybody hi welcome to the podcast it's me ben carr you gave you full named me if you <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day said that there are more full name people in the Premier League right now than there ever have been before, like the Luke Shaw's of the world. Ben Carr okay. is only two syllables. I feel like you fit in that category. Thank you. It's actually Benjamin. But anyway, there was a streamer showdown. Yes, uh, from a from a technical aspect, uh, aspect, it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> um, speak, speaking though, not very good. Te technically speaking, is a problem for me apparently right now. Um, it's, it's always good when they, when they sign you up for a podcast. They go, they do a few things. They go audio equipment tick, uh, speaking ability tick, and I feel like I've given you a wrong CV there. So apologies, everybody. No, but the, the showdown was good as far as I wanted it to go. It went really well. Uh, apart from that one little incident on Saturday, which we can talk about if you want. Uh, you got to the final, though. Well done. You've now been in two finals. Same as me. I still haven't won one. So, good. That's, that's what I wanted. But how did you feel that the whole event went? Because you had a pretty rough Saturday and a pretty good Sunday. I think the streamer showdowns just it's become this beast that I don't think any of us could have expected when, when it started. For those of you that still don't know what it is, it's a football manager tournament. Uh, that happens once a month that Ben puts on and has kind of become the epicenter of the football manager community that we both obviously owe any small amount of clout that we have to. Would you consider yourself as someone that has clout? Uh, within within the football manager community, I would say, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> but generally, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> Ellie makes most of the decisions that go on around, around me. I think it's interesting because it's become, as you say, it's become this beast i kind of as someone that's been doing it for a long time like we obviously have very different paths to this point i've always wanted to do this i did something you won't know this probably right five years ago i did something on youtube called the fm league which was eight creators 
who faced off in a very similar way, right? We did a league system and then a knockout system. It was very similar to the stream. And we did a draft to pick our teams, but it existed on YouTube. And that's something that maybe we'll do again in the future off the back of the success of what we've had with the showdowns. Doing it live on Twitch as what is a three-day event or now a five-day event, right? We have a different, we have a new show called The Breakdown either side of, of the showdowns on Monday and, and uh, Fridays, Fridays now. It's... It's getting bigger. Like we we're on the the homepage of Twitch, see, like in the UK, homepage of Twitch. I, I, which was a sad moment where I went to my homepage of Twitch and tried <laughs> to find it, and it wasn't there because it was just in the UK. Yeah, my guy from Twitch is from the is like head of the UK section of Twitch, and then I was watching you look for it, and I thought he's not going to find it because he's too busy looking at the American or the worldwide version of of Twitch. But no, but that's a, that's a huge step for us. It like increased our viewership by over a hundred thousand like viewers, and you know it's, it's as I say getting bigger and better. I hope KFC have signed up. We've done, like when they finished, we'll have had five sponsored events by KFC. It's it's growing, and I think what's good for me is people want to be a part of it. They want to know how they can get involved in it, and it's something for the rest of the community to aspire to be a part of, which is is a cool thing to put on. Right? I, I hope people look at it with pride that's the big thing i hope you you as someone that is in it and is very much just a participant at this point like i hope you're proud to be involved and proud to be in it i are you you? yeah absolutely i I i'm i'm so excited to be a part of it i skipped class in order to get the the draft for the last uh the last edition of it i'm very sorry to my calm law professor if you happen to be listening to this podcast but that was the important meeting i had to attend was the draft for the streamer showdown uh I, I wonder if he's ever going to know that. Yeah. What situation would my comm law professor ever find out that I left class early for my quote-unquote important meeting and it was to do a fantasy draft? If he's, if he's a big Lujo fan and it gets leaks that way. But that's then un- again, that's never going to happen. That's so un- I think we can, we can be certain that no one will ever find out. Is Hopefully, no one every, will ever find out. Every follower of Lelujo is a comm law professor. Uh, definitely almost almost certainly not no no, no the no. social the, equivalent the, of a calm law professor we should say if you're unaware of who Lelujo is let's keep it that way uh, <laughs> so, so so showdown wise uh i i've come into this showdown more prepared than ever like i i think tactically i had a real understanding of what i wanted to do within the showdown so you do you play eight games on the saturday and there's kind of this idea that if you get 12 points, three points for a win, you get 12 points, you're probably safe. So my only goal, Z, in Saturday, I didn't really say this out loud, was win four games. That's all I had to do. I had to win half the games, which on the surface is is quite simple. And I achieved that with, what, three to go, two to go? So I'd, I'd, done, my, I'd done my job. I was pretty happy. Whereas you did what you did in season one. You started well, and then it all starts to crumble. And it started against me. I honestly have no proper explanation for the fact that i in my first three games of the league season in season one and season two combined so the only two additions that have been on fm21 i am i have won five of six i've played six matches obviously like the first three of each season i've won five of those six in the last five matches of the two seasons combined i have lost eight and drawn two and I obviously yeah. haven't won one. It's like, I don't know if it's a crazy statistical anomaly or if there's some sort of decision-making process that's leading me down the right, the wrong path. But it, it just seems like no matter what tactical decision I'm making, it still is unlikely for it to go as poorly as it as it did down the stretch. Yeah, I almost ended she, up in the relegation game. 
on well, 10 that's points. It, right? But when you so the first three games, I assume you played a very similar system for all three games, and then you came to my game, and you'd obviously looked at what I was doing and thought, "This is how I'm going to stop that," and that didn't work. <laughs> and then, but then, did you then go back to what you were doing in the first three, and then you'd lost familiarity and just, oh, I don't, what what happened like post playing me? That's what that's the bit I don't know. Yeah, the the next match was probably where it all hinged because I played Tom. So we played you, we got blown out. We played the five at the back thing. It just didn't work. Then we played Tom. Tom scored four goals on like 0.8 XG. And so we ended up in one of those games where it was just like, we, the game, like we, you beat us. Like you beat me handily. It was, it was, it was one of my best performances against you. I think I had an XG of 4.5, 4, something like that. And you yeah. had 0.8. And I think you had 1.1 actually, but you had a penalty. So that would, that increased your XG load. So actually in the, in the play of the game, I was very happy, but I was yeah. quite nice. And usually, let, I, usually I, I rub it in. This time, I was quite, I was quite nice about everything. You were, you were, you were in a great mood because you were so in the mud in the first season that you, you had, you had the opportunity yeah. to enjoy yourself, and I guess I did too in the early phase of the the league. But playing Tom, it like started this spiral, right? And it, there's always, there's always a team or two that just gets on this slide where we should have beaten Tom, and he just got a couple of really really well taken goals well timed goals it was his only win in the entire league season two and we <laughs> we, we completely dominated him and we lost four to two and after that then we got blown out again by f and g which was not the last time we were going to get blown out by f and g and then we just wow. played a couple of close matches that we lost after that because we'd give up set piece goals or whatever we just weren't into it i did go back to what we were playing initially uh which was essentially a four five one i'd done a lot of preparation for this one and it showed on sunday and it showed at the beginning of saturday but man it's it just the fine margins that can tip a league season yeah. maddening well one thing i really want to ask you about and it's not to do with saturday or sunday is the draft right so the way we select the teams is everyone has a draft there's basically one of each player available and i got first pick in the draft you got second pick in the draft and it is like the rule, the unwritten rule, that if you get first pick in a draft and Virgil van Dijk is available, you draft Virgil van Dijk. But I don't know about you, Z, Virgil van Dijk was not a part of my plan. And I picked Timo Werner. That had a pretty good tournament. I think he got five goals in ten games. Like, it was it was fine. Um, which meant, you, with your second pick, I don't know if you felt like this, but I thought, I'm going to force number two here to pick Virgil van Dijk. And I was happy. Did. I was happy with it. Because I wanted to pick a good defense. Okay. My, my plan going into the draft was to pick a smart, balanced defense, and then all of a sudden the best defender on the board fell to me at number two, and so I was happy when I saw that. I wasn't like, oh, I'm forced to take Van Dyke. It fit into the plan of what I wanted. Okay, interesting, because I, I felt like I wasn't going to be forced into that. I had, other, I had other players that were more necessary, and the plan was to take Messi late if he was there. If not, I'd have probably taken Neymar. Um, yeah, there's a bit of an incident where you wanted Messi as well, which we should can we talk about that because that was hilarious. Yeah, I, you, I was hovering over Messi, uh, and you had one more pick, and then you you took him. It was it was probably the first time in any draft that I have been like, yeah, you know, well, there's one pick left. It's not like I just finished my last pick and I've got to wait a bunch of picks. But if we're getting there, we take this guy. Like I'm taking this guy. It's not one of those, yeah. and then he gets taken. I'm literally, uh, oh, we're the next pick. I'm telling the chat. I'm like, next pick. Okay, we like Messi. And then you just took yeah. him. And it was this like moment of disbelief where he just goes, the most expensive man in the game just go happens to go off the board at this moment. 
And so he had the to best, call an audible the, and got cane. Yeah, the best bit for me is that you actually move your mouse and click to pick him, and, he, and it doesn't work. And then you look back and you're like, oh, he's got... No, this can't have happened. <laughs> your face is just a picture. I've now seen that face twice. The first time was when I showed a clip of your mum before oh. we played last time. And now this time with Messi, where you the disbelief is off the charts. I was, I was absolutely loving it. When I saw the clip afterwards, I was loving it. Earth-shattering moment trying to chase Messi. But it, look, Harry Kane ended up working out. I, I think we might have won the entire thing, though, if we had Messi, because he's just, he's, Harry Kane's more physical, but Messi's such a better dribbler that it just, yeah. it keeps it more fluid. I don't know. We might try and pick him up again for the, for the next showdown, which of course will be next month. We'll be right back. This month. Now, the streamer showdown, it's been a lot of fun, obviously, for us to take part in, hopefully a lot of fun for, for you guys that have watched it. But what it's also done is, is completely changed the landscape of Football Manager on Twitch, which has been this kind of late-blooming experience. When I started streaming, and I, I started streaming after you did, you were, you were a big dog when I, when I started. Uh, and it was like March 2018, and the reason I'm using my reference point and not yours is because still at the time of March 2018, the highest number of people watching you at one time that you could possibly dream of while you were playing Football Manager, like in English. I mean, there's some Korean streamers that get like 5,000 people. There's a Portuguese streamer or two that just pump incredible numbers for the game. No. The highest one that you could have ever aspired to that was like extraterrestrial. It was like out in the stratosphere was uh, you were at like 450 people yeah that's about right and that, and that number wasn't that different because you so you have this story right about how you've risen and joined people at like this level now right and when i say people i mean me uh, <laughs> at, this, at this level um and the interesting part about that is i went through the same thing when i started in 2014 the highest numbers were around 350. It was Jack at that point who was streaming a lot when he was at university. And I watched it and I remember I went from 50 viewers to 150 viewers to 250 viewers. And then for a long time sort of went around sort of that four to I think my, my peaks were around sort of like 700. But you're right, 450 was like the average that you would hit. And now me and you are on like, hit like a thousand every stream these days. It's a, it's a different, the landscape for... And, and how big a part of the stream of Shadowhunters played in that is a bit of both, right? Like, I think your audience know me, my audience know you. And as a collective, the football manager community is more aware of the people that are within showdowns because they're exposed to them a lot more. In turn, that then creates more people interested in football manager streaming generally. And that is like the bigger picture conversation within all of this. That is changing, as you say, the landscape of streaming football manager on Twitch. And it's ever growing, right? We just talked about it before. We were on the front page of Twitch this time. I think there was another football manager stream on the front page, that, like, like on this weekend. There's there's big changes happening, and an audience are becoming more receptive to watching Football Manager live. That's a big part of it too. So, um, and you mention it in every video you ever do, so that helps. You're welcome. By the way, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. And then the the idea of events. Uh, Twitch is driven by these kinds of events. You know, there's always 
a lot of people that will come hang out with you just because it's part of their daily routine or they just they like going to hang out with you but then when you have these events for everybody to kind of come together i mean it was like i don't think i would have believed you if you told i averaged for the sunday because you know i <clears throat> made the final uh, on sunday i also lost so i'll, I'll save you the joke but <laughs> average 2500 people on that stream yeah huge which is just huge. like I, I don't even know I, I would not have believed you I, I don't think I could have created a path and I know you you can speak from like when you've made finals your numbers have been like they're very sad. it's funny you say that very very similar my season one final run was almost identical to your viewer numbers I had a look it's almost exactly the same very very strange of course my other final was you <laughs> so, so that <laughs> So on that occasion, our numbers were pretty... I think I think at the time, I probably had a few more. You can have it these days. But at the time, I probably had a few more. And uh, But I think we were around sort of that. We both had sort of two and a half, three thousand at that point as well. So that was a, that made it a big event. And, and Niran, this time around, right? Someone that normally has a few hundreds was rocking 1500s. Lando Norris, Formula One driver, raiding him at one point as well. Like, we, we had some big, big numbers this weekend. And again, I, I kind of want to talk back, like, talk back to it that... The bigger picture of this is the exposure of Football Manager as a game on Twitch is good for everybody. Like, and you might not think that we do this with the intentions of like helping everybody out, but it's that rising tides phrase, right? That, that's that's what we're doing here. Like, we're we're making it more sustainable for lots of people. I would love a world where everyone involved in a showdown weekend is doing Football Manager full time. That's what FIFA has. That's what a lot of the games on Twitch have, and we are still quite far away from that, but. Imagine Z. Imagine it, it could be great. How many? How many are? You, me, um, yeah, me, you, Kev, Jack are all full time. Foxy is, is in a full time capacity. In this show, actually, I guess Niran, Niran FNG, he is as well. Chez is full time, but they're coming from slightly different. They're both doing very well on YouTube and have done for sort of five, like a few years. So it's slightly different for them. In terms of football manager only content creators, there's four or five of us that exist right now. And I'd, I'd love that number to be 20 in, in a year's time, two years time, but time, dedication, constant improvement, self-reflection, you've got to do all those things and it's possible, right? You went through that. You talk about the fact your rise is being pretty rapid from two years ago, but you went through those periods of this isn't working. I need to do this. And you just redid everything. I did. Like, I, I, yeah. I did a lot of stuff that I would make fun of other people for doing now. Yeah. I, if I ever, if I ever, I, this is, this is, I don't know why I'm about to do this to myself. Have I ever read you the message that I sent to the FM base Twitter to get them to add me to the FM base stream team? No. What was it? Did you tell them, did is, you tell them you knew me? It is so long <laughs> and so sappy and terrible. This is the first like proactive streaming thing I did. I was like, man, if I can just be on the stream team, they've got like 30,000 followers on Twitch. I still have a lot yeah. of I got a lot of love still for for FM base. Obviously, they gave me the keys to the YouTube kingdom too. Um, I'm gonna message this to you. You ready? It's about to hit your inbox. It's okay. over two thousand characters. You can upload I the messages. Say... I can upload it as a file. <laughs> oh, for the love of okay. Well, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, yeah, it's long. I was gonna say save it for the book. Like, don't don't <laughs> let's not let's save not re let's not release book. it now. 
Oh, it's sectioned off as well. Yeah, I, I wrote it. It's like a five paragraph essay about why I should be added to the stream team. I, I, know, I know Dr. Benji. He's really good. One day I can be like him. No, we'll leave it. We'll read it. We'll read it another day or put it in the book. <laughs> in case, you already knew this. It doesn't say that. <laughs> I like the fact you feel the need to clarify. Oh, that, that means I've won there, listeners. That means I've won. Uh, no, but look, who knows where we'll be? Look, you talked about two years ago. Who knows where we'll be in two more years? Exactly. Because that's, that's where I was at two years ago. Was, oh, this was a year ago. Two years ago. This was yeah. literally March 7th, 2019 that I sent this message that is now a mystery and will forever be, hopefully. I'm reading it more I, a look at it the worse it is. I think the key thing for me, if anyone's listening and thinking, you're talking about like it's possible, you've got to do all these things, you won't find many people that put in as much time as he does. That's, that's one of the key things. And there's, there's putting in time and there's putting in time that's valuable and useful and finding out where your time needs to go pretty pivotal and and z nails that and i'm gonna stop being nice to him thank you i actually good i had a i i was recording so i can clip that play it if i ever need a confidence boost or i'll, well, yeah. I'll just link i'll link that to my tinder profile and maybe it'll it'll take off oh but that'd be a great i'd love to we talked about this last week a little bit i would love to be in control of your tinder for like a week <laughs> i feel like that would go well i feel like can that you, would go well can for you, you do that remotely uh, I can, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. I can use a VPN. Um, use code Benji at checkout, and we can we can hook it up. <laughs> Sponsored by. Uh, just kidding. We're taking a break. So the Twitch game has been changed. That is changing, and we're hopefully part of that. I'm actually about to stream right after this, so. Not that that's relevant. This is coming out two days from now, but pro proves the point. It's not, it's also not the only game that's been changed. There's another. There's another game. Okay. That that's the the crab game. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a link. What a link. I tell you what. You should you should never reference links on a podcast. But when they're that bad, how can we ignore it? Yeah, we can talk about crab sticks. I, I had a couple before we started. We've obviously covered cereal in the past. Referee. I thought that link Pardon? was fine. You didn't see it coming. You didn't even. You, right. you had no idea where we were going. Beside the fact that you have the rundown of like generic things we might want to talk about on this podcast, you had no idea. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I thought we were going back to VAR talk <laughs> for a few <laughs> podcasts ago, and I was on edge. I was like, "This is come out of nowhere. Let's not do that." Um, I've, do you know what the the Wikipedia page for Crabstick is incredibly small for what is. I feel like it should be a global oh phenomenon. Oh my god, it, it, it's barely fills up. Like if you if you drag your browser, I'm doing this right now, all the way to the bottom and the top of your screen, it, the entire thing, including the references, fits in the screen. Yeah, like there's no right, scrolling needed. So it's not. So it's it's not. I don't know why we were. This is on the running order. I just had some because I had not eaten today, so I thought I'll just have a couple of crab sticks. That'll keep me going. Um, it's a type of seafood made from starch and finely pulverized white fish. That has been shaped uh, and cured to resemble the leg meat of snow crab or Japanese spider crabs. Um, basically, in England, like they are sort of just like it's like it's basically like fake fish that is then put together. It's more of a protein. Sorry, it's more it's more of like a a carbohydrate than it is a protein. So, yeah, you lost me at I'm, carbohydrate. What do you mean? I don't really. I it, it carbs. 
uh, they are good for you or bad for you depending on who you are i don't really I, I was terrible at biology i'm not good here. i was I, th I thought you didn't know what carbohydrate was i thought wow this is gonna be a bloody experience for everybody no so they're just sort of like snacky foods do you do you, do you know what? actually this has made me think now i don't know if this occurs in in america do you have what is known effectively in england as a party tea or a picky tea we don't like we don't drink tea no, dinner then. Picky dinner or a party dinner. Because you wouldn't call it tea. Because I'm talking about tea in terms of breakfast, lunch, tea, okay. slash dinner. Right? So, uh, do you have like a party dinner? Do you know what I mean by a party yeah, dinner? Yeah, it's like a, a party platter or hors d'oeuvres. Oh, well, I think we use the phrase like, hors d'oeuvre. It's like a spread. Basically, yeah, it's a spread of different... You're, you're thinking of hors d'oeuvres. Uh, well, no, I'm thinking of party tea. But... What do you have on this in your selection? Because the part, because uh, the reason I bring this up is that crab sticks could definitely be a part of the selection. You buy a 16, 32 pack of crab sticks, you put those in a bowl, and if you want one, they come in nice little wrappers as well, right? They're not a free roam. Um, what is the classic thing? Like, if you, right, you're walking up to the buffet, Z, right? Right. I'll, I'll, I, I'm, I'll, I'm visualizing I'll, I'll just, right now. I'm kind of hungry. I'm acting it out. I'm acting it out. I'm acting it out. So, oh, buffet's ready, everybody. So I just walk over. <clears throat> Oh, what have we got here? Oh, lovely. You've got your plate in hand. Sometimes uh, sometimes plastic. Right. Sometimes flimsy, so it's disposable. Uh, sometimes it's made of your, your mother's finest china. <laughs> right, but you walk over. Uh, what like what are the first things you, you put on your plate from the picky tea? I The first thing I'm thinking of is some bacon-wrapped scallops. That's always oh, there. Oh, blimey. Fl flipping heck. What, what's the budget for this buffet? Okay, bacon-wrapped bacon scallops, everybody. What? You can make that at home. It's not that expensive. I'd have gone sausage rolls. Carry on. Next. Sausage rolls. Sorry? Why have you said it like that for? It's, it's a roll a put in pastry. And it's a it's a roll it's rolled. It's a black like a What's your next item? I passed the bacon wrap scallops. Uh there's always some French fries somewhere, which you call chips. So we'll just We wouldn't always now see chips wouldn't always be in a, a buffet picky tea. Because it's usually a fresh, it's usually cheeses, cold meats, selection of salads. I think we might uh, be okay. I'm thinking of like Golden Corral. Like I go to the buffet, Golden Corral. This <laughs> no, is what I'm getting. No, no I'm you're like home. Like this, home you're talking home. about some, some, as my mom calls it, charcuterie. But like charcuterie. See, like, see, what, what is that? What is that, that? Now we're getting there. How do you spell what you just said? Charcuterie, like a charcuterie yeah. board. It's definitely French. Here, uh, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, I'm, let me crack the code. I found it. I got it. I've got googled it. it. Okay, I got good. it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, I just hit my keyboard a few times. <laughs> no, I found it. That looks incredible, by the way. The pictures of that. But that, yeah, that's meats and cheeses. Yeah. Salads. Oh, look, look at that there. That's that. I tell you what, viewers, uh, listeners. Sorry, you can't see what I'm seeing, but goodness me, that is exactly what Can I'm you talking describe about. it in vivid detail? Oh, it's a round. It's a rounded wooden board with a selection of the finest. I'll send you the picture. Look, uh, the finest dinner selections crackers breads you've got sauces and salad oh goodness me look at that the oil oh, the good. olives oh that no you picked a good this is a good charcuterie board right here yeah but that's this, amazing so this is what you're talking this is what you're talking about yeah my mom loves these things she makes this yeah, stuff I'm all like when i'm home she'll just walk into the room with a it doesn't it's not this wide i mean this is like the width of a small human but uh the one that we're looking at but it's <laughs> She'll walk in with a charcuterie board. You get some honey, you get some jams, you get your meats, your cured meats, yeah. whatever cheeses were at the grocery store that day. 
again, I apologize for this is not a very great audio feature, but for those that live in different parts of the world, you will know what we're talking about. This is what it looks like in England, Z. <laughs> Reaction. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, here's what I'm seeing. I am seeing a Burnley shirt over a stool in the background. We've got uh, a couple of slices of what I can assume are white toast on anything sitting on a, a plate. We've got Just... some Doritos in a bowl. Uh, we have some taquitos that look like they haven't been heated up yet. Uh, mozzarella and whole uh, little tomatoes. Somebody yeah, just pies. peeled the plastic pork. wrap off the top of a few uh, few of those sliced meats you buy like at the end of the day in the grocery store. And then behind he's having, it, he's having a good, he's having a go at our culture, here, listeners. We know what's going on here. He's going at our culture. Behind it, there's a bottle of wine. More yeah, importantly, wine. A, a bottle of vodka. And yeah, then most three coronas. Uh, most inexplicably, three coronas. <laughs> without yeah. any there's no limes in sight i mean that's that's yeah. blasphemy there's also a selection of indian bites uh and some pork pies which i guarantee you've never had a pork pie in your life you don't know what sausage rolls I, I are. Have, I, I have had a pork pie interesting and yeah. some rosemary crackers from tesco i'm never, I'm, gone to tesco I'm never gonna do it again pounds. that pork pie story no. was oh well i flew i landed uh, this is when i i i, st I studied at oxford because I hadn't mentioned that in like two podcasts, and apparently I'll have a stroke yeah, yeah. if I don't. So on your, on your Zealand bingo sheet, uh, if you add thirty <laughs> minutes, it's part of the just... story. <laughs> so I, I fly to London, right? Then this is all a load of fun because I I don't know where Oxford is exactly. So I get on the coach to go to Oxford, and then I don't know where my hotel is. So I'm like talking to the dude on on the coach. I'm like, well, like, when do I get off? He's like, just get off in the city center. You'll probably be able to walk there. I'm like, cool. My phone's been dead for three years at this point because you have the mm -hmm. overnight flight and everything. And so I get off the coach. I'm in the middle of Oxford with like two bags because I'm there for three months. And the hotel's 20 minutes away in a car. I eventually find out by going into a coffee shop, charging my phone, like, I have to call a cab. I go out to the hotel. I finally get to the hotel. It's like 11. I haven't slept at 11 a.m. Like I stayed awake the entire night. Yeah. And so I get to the hotel room. I get in. I go to sleep for two to three hours. You take like this little nap to make sure you can get to the end of the day. And then I wake up and I'm like, okay, this is like a free day at this point. And I'm right next to Oxford United Stadium. It's like the, like the visiting team hotel for the Oxford United Stadium. Okay. And... So I just walk to the other side of the stadium and there's like this little, sh there's this little mall and in it, there's like this stall that's just selling fish and chips and pies. Excellent. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll just go get one of each. I'm in England. Let's do it. Fish and great. chips was great. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There was no other it was, answer there. It's it it fantastic. The pie. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. still in my stomach. Oh, like right now, what, I don't. What was think... the flavor? What sort of flavor pie was it? Meat, generic meat that, that like, meat. of an animal that was killed two years ago. I like, like oh. two years before I ate it. It was it was a horrific dining experience in my hotel room watching BBC News and somebody and they were investigating whales for something. I don't know. But the uh, I feel like the country. He <laughs> was in Wales. <laughs> Walk. I, I don't remember what was going. The BBC's <laughs> television is very different between our two countries. I had no idea what was going on. 
Um, yeah, it's very calm. It's very calm here. Yeah, very well, calm and confusing. That, In America, it's not calm or confusing. Reese edits the... He obviously edits all the videos. He puts the podcast together, too. He kind of throws them together. And he has started to watch the NBA. And the one thing that stands out to him more than anything, he's like, the commercials are so weird. Yeah, we could, we could do a whole podcast on American commercials, by the way. Oh my to word. me, that's we'll normal. That like you're week. trying to sell something, but he's like in England, it's just your neighbor talking to you. Like, so you want to buy this car? Oh well, <laughs> yeah, that's how they sell them. That's what, that's Ford for you. No, the, just very quickly on American commercials. It's unbelievable to someone who lives in England that when you watch American commercials, every other we call them adverts. Every other advert is for a medical product. It's unbelievable, or health insurance, or well, it's something a meme like, the, like that. It's a meme in the United States. Oh, it's unbelievable! It's a huge it's meme, terrifying, because terrifying. It's just like Valeliquin, the new pill that's going to help you not be constipated. Side effects may include excruciating death, and you're just like, and the dude reads it in such a cheery voice that it's always so bizarre. The side effects yeah. go for twenty minutes, like uh, Valeliquin, just to get rid of those embarrassing flatulence moments at work. Side effects may include the crashing of your car, the bursting of your car's tires, and uh, any other side effects that might be around your car. You're just like, I did. They, yeah. it, but they're it's... legally required. What's interesting about that, and there's no reason I should know this, they're legally required to tell you every single thing that like happened to somebody during the clinical trial, whether it was affected, whether it like happened because of the drug or not. Which is why Bizarre. it gets like so. If somebody just dies while they're on the clinical trial, they I have to tell you. Oh, comforting, isn't it? Yes, comforting, comforting knowing that that's the case. Yeah, goodness, goodness me. Like it's a comfort. I, I think it creates a comfort with like morbid, more is morbidity a word in the United States sure. more so? I than... mean, I don't know. Z, you went to Oxford, mate, so you tell me. <clears throat> The morbidity of the American culture is Why overwhelming at times. Why does every time? Why do you always do the accent? Soccer. <laughs> it's because I, I learned it at Oxford. That's like all my, all my Oxford professors. I did take a history class there that was like making fun of the United States the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. I loved it. Very angsty. No, there's definitely a podcast coming on Hamilton at some point between us, I feel like. I thought it was an album. Well, either or. I'll do anything anything Hamilton-based. Happy to. Uh, do an outro, Z, because I feel like we've exhausted Picky T and health insurance. <laughs> outro. Oh, you worked on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be a good, uh... yeah.